Blog Talk Radio. Radio.com. It is the Fanatic Radio, sponsored by Oddwall and the Radio Program of Procter & Gamble. On a rainy day in our off-site studios via Radio Saigon, Michael Gardner, as always, joined me and my partner in crime, creator of Beefup360.com, the notorious Ben Florence. Yes! How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's uh, a great day. Yeah, very excited to get this show going. I'll try to keep it relatively short. It's a busy weekend. We yep. have the, uh, the draft combine with a very interesting uh, thing that Flo and I will uh, talk about later, or talk about relatively soon. We'll get to our full extensive NASCAR coverage. The Daytona 500 is this weekend, this Sunday to be exact. But, um, yeah, we'll start with the uh, with baseball. Pitchers and cats are starting soon. Yep. Roger, they're starting right now? Starting right now. Uh, it's our full baseball preview down the road. Interesting mm-hmm. story I picked up, though, was uh, my boy Josh Hamilton said, I believe it was on Monday, told ESPN Dallas that there are true baseball fans in Texas, but it is not a true baseball town. Evidently taking a shot at my wonderful city of Dallas. Yeah. I guess Dallas-Fort Worth. Yeah. But, um... Of course, ripping on a team that is uh, giving him praise, especially when he went through uh, his uh, his relapse, won AL MVP, the Slugger Slugger Award, did well in the Home Run Derby, got yeah. two World Series titles, and this is how he repays your fans. Would you do that to your hometown fans? Uh, I certainly don't, and wouldn't I certainly never have the uh, the town of uh, Allendale, the great place that you shall visit one of Allendale, New Jersey. Um, I don't get the point of taking a shot at the fans. I mean, yeah, you left town. Uh, there were some hurt feelings on that. That's fine, but why are we taking? Why are you taking a shot at uh, the fan base? You know, they did. They, you know, like you said, they did so much just to support him. His career supported him throughout uh, when he had his couple of relapses. So I don't get why he's you know taking a shot at the fans. I think there's. I, I don't see any reason for it. Yeah, he's on a rival team now. And that rivalry's going to get nice and good. But um, yeah, yeah I will. just. I just don't get the point of it. I just think that it's uh, Josh Hamilton needs to maybe uh, be a little more mature when he's uh, choosing his future words, I must say. Yeah, I mean, it, it's very upsetting. Of course, you know, he's sitting now on a $125 million deal with the uh, Angels. Angels with uh, Mike Trout, who our good friend Connor Traston said is like, with two, two, like 250 or something like guy. that. It's huge, yeah. Big guy. I'm looking, yeah. for, looking forward to baseball season, though. Always. I mean, not really. The opening, basically, opening day, the games I go to live, the All-Star game, and then the postseason. Yeah. I'm not a big baseball fan. But gotcha. uh, our good friend Mike Friel is. Yes. And, uh, and I am. And Connor Trafton. They will be joining us on the show later, maybe this month. Maybe in maybe? Oh, not this month. Maybe in March. No D-Pack? Uh, who? Oh, no, sir. I got it confused with uh, Fox and Sir. It's thin. Exactly. My bad. Who saw today? Very awkward. Yeah. Very... Didn't even know it was him, actually. Yeah. Uh, disappointing. Yeah. But uh, to the NBA we go. The trade deadline was um, last night. Ended last night. Yesterday afternoon. All right. So a week of NBA was the All-Star game uh, this past weekend. Were you impressed by it? Um, no, but I'm not surprised. I really didn't think there were going to be that many moves. Obviously, the biggest player on the market was Josh Smith. But um, Atlanta didn't see a uh, any great offers. I mean, you had some decent offers from Milwaukee, but nothing really great. I mean, the team's playing relatively well. They're in the playoffs. There will be a playoff team. Why not, you know, let uh, Justin contract expire and see what happens in the offseason? I did see LSA had a great deal. 
great package, any reason to trade. But, you know, they didn't. Uh, the only real move that could really change anything was uh, J.J. Reddick going to Milwaukee, which I think was a very good move for Milwaukee. They didn't give up a whole lot. They um, they now get a shooter that they desperately need. And it looks like a team that's they're going to the playoffs, barring something shocking. And also for when Monte Ellis is bricking threes as he is, he's missing almost uh, three out of four threes right now, which is historically bad for how many threes he's been throwing up. So, three out of four. Well, just about. He shoots. So he misses about 75% of his shots. Or shoot 75% of his threes. And he he's, a, he's a sharp shooter, too. Yeah. Dang, that's like, that's like your numbers. He did. That's probably uh, that's like a worse. Yeah, that's like the games we saw last night. Oh, God. Just so terrible don't, don't even, Names will yeah. not be said. Get me started. Good Absolutely Lord. not. Lord. Uh, no, not our game, our game though. Oh, of course. We ran, ran out of the gym. Uh, shout out to the other club team, though. Both teams in their middle. 4 0. Yeah. Uh, then you get to the satellite players are on different teams. Uh, Pike A, I think, with 2 2 and 1. 2 2, yeah. I love Pike. So. Um, we actually play tomorrow. Yes. At 6.30, Vendor Arena, first ever home game against Georgetown. We hope to get more fans than the women's basketball team have got this year. <laughs> and that, should be, that should be interesting. It's very feasible, and I think we can do it. But uh, good luck, Crosstown Rifling, against the uh, Hoya Saxa. Yes. But, yeah, so uh, no trading Josh Smith. Is he that good of a player to consider giving a big contract? Because you're saying your Brooklyn Nets want him, too. Yeah, they wanted him. They, they, they don't, they're they giving him uh, the final offer from them with Chris Humphreys, Marshawn Brooks, I think a couple first-round picks, which is like getting 40, 35 cents on the dollar. Chris Humphreys. I mean, Chris Humphreys is just a joke. I, I like Josh Smith. There are times, I mean, like he can be a great player. There are times where he looks like a max caliber player. But there, there are still times where he has his awful shot selection. He'll throw up a three with 16, 17, 18 seconds left in the shot clock. There are times where you just you want to punch yourself in the face when you watch him. Well, not literally. Don't punch yourself in the face. But I think he's not They would do that like jackass, though. They, they would, absolutely. Giant Oxville Company? Yeah, Evo. exactly. I'm not uh, – Steve-O's dead, right? Never mind. Anyways, irrelevant. Revel- Re- he's still alive. I know, the I other guy. Oh, no, yeah, it was the other guy that died. Um, anyways, so I think that Josh Smith can be a max caliber player. He just If he works on a shot selection, taking less dumb threes and long twos and start focusing even more on getting to the best, he can be a max level player. Should be interesting what uh, Atlanta does with a lot of cap with this offseason. All right, and um, looking at uh, winners and losers, from our uh, good friend uh, Teku Smith from the Hangtime blog. Absolutely. That's our good friend Josh Kaplan of NBA.com. Pointed out the uh, the Rockets were a winner and saying that they got zero by your boy, Pratt Zach's boy, Thomas Robinson. Yes. He's a, he's a rookie this year. Yep. So where does the rookie leave a team that you know, invested a first-round draft pick to then <laughs> particularly a top-five pick? That's only happened like a few times ever. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Sacramento, we know what they're trying to do. They're trying to save some money. They've barely been playing Tom Shadow, which I think is ridiculous because the team is garbage and everyone knows it. But the Blues, they have no money. They're bank. They're pretty much they're moving to Seattle. They're dry. The team's going to move they? to Seattle. So basically, this is just a move to save some cash. Um, I think it's absurd. They didn't really, you know, they gave a power drop and didn't really get that much in return. So I, I think it was silly trade for Sacramento. Phenomenal trade for Houston. Exactly. And um, Nick signed Kenyon Martin. I see this yeah, on the blog. That, that's great. That's fantastic. Uh, the Magic get uh, Josh Josh Roberts goes to Charlotte for Akeem Warwick. And the Hawks still keep uh, Josh Smith. But um, going back to the All-Star game, it's been a week, but it's been a good you know, chunk of time to think and stew over it. Yep. Uh, Kyrie Irving pretty much took that entire weekend by storm. He did. Uh, he had was it, 40 assists in the uh, 40 points. Yeah, 40 assists. That uh, would have been. John Wall got that almost. Yeah. Well, Kenneth Reed was named uh, MVP of the Rising Stars, as yep. he should, a great player. Kyrie Irving won the three-point shootout and uh, made some noise in the, what is it, the All-Star game itself. The West won. CP3 was MP, uh, MVP, like CP3. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. But interesting enough that I noticed is the dunk contest, as always. Yeah. 
he had guys tweeting like John Wall and uh, DeAndre Jordan said they would be down to headline next year's dunk contest. Is that a lot of hearsay, or do you think these guys will actually put their money where their mouth is? Um, I don't think so, because we've seen this the last several years. A lot of big-name guys hint at it. After Kevin Dur- uh, last year, Kevin Durant saying, we need to get the stars, top-level guys. Unless they have the horse competition. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, they really do need to get the top-level guys. But here's just another thing. With the slam dunk contest, Guys are doing, like, ridiculous things now because there's so many famous things that have already been done. Either you're doing something that's already been done again, that's already been done, made famous, or you're trying to uh, you're trying something new and failing miserably. We saw many guys. Yeah, there's a lot of missed dunks. A lot of missed dunks. Then you get to your second and third tries. And yeah, I mean, you should, in gone. theory, you just get one try. And if you can't do it, if you're doing something too complicated, then, you know, you can't do it. That's the bottom line. Right, so if you were changing the dunk contest, what would you make it as? I would make Flo's Rising Challenge Dunk Off. If, uh, well, uh, besides scrapping it, because uh-huh. I think at this rate it's not something that should be considered, I would say that if you're going to play in the All-Star game, uh, you should, uh, if, they invite, if the league invites you, asks you to do one of these skill competitions, you should do it. Then you have to. If you're going to play the All-Star game, and if guys are going to skip the All-Star game because they don't want to be in the dunk contest, I mean, like, why doesn't LeBron do the dunk contest? What could he possibly lose? He'd win no matter what. He could do, like, a, a re- regular old dunk, and he would win. So why not do it? You're not going to get hurt. Just dunking. It's absurd. Come on. Exactly. So I didn't want to try to bring out a trampoline. Like yeah. We used to do Make it, like, slam ball. So I saw somebody speculate about that. Make it like slam ball, because everyone loves slam ball. Love slam ball. It's not around anymore, is it? Uh, I have no idea. All right, but uh, the midway point in the NBA season, basically the surprising team uh, for the for both conferences, I'm going to start and make you like a fool, because you said when we were in the uh, Vinagre in the Tavern. Yeah. Long ago, I think it was back in like, set, like September, November, October. Yeah, you said, the, you said the New York Knicks would be uh, not very good this year. Yeah, I didn't think that. Yeah, I didn't think you had them third in the Atlantic Division. With uh, no, I had them. What did I have? I had them. I'd have to pull that up, but I didn't have them. Did I have them third? Uh, I know I had them. Hmm. You might have had them. Wow, I don't remember now. Oh, my. That's 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 a wrong search. I don't know that that actually works. Um, that's not it. Uh, wow. I I honestly cannot remember. Go 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 use that search bar. You know, but I I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I really was not buying the Knicks this year. I thought Jason Kidd was gonna be garbage. Um, and I was just really not buying the Knicks at all this year. They've been they've been a lot better than I thought they would be. Uh, yeah, I had them second in the division. Oh, I had them fourth. Yeah, I had them fourth in the conference. Oh, okay. So I was uh, – I didn't think they'd be awful. I just didn't think they'd be great. But, you know, they've been really good. Carmel Anthony, I'm uh, not the biggest fan. I'm still not the biggest fan. He's, he's gone been, off this year. He's been unbelievable this year. J.R. Smith has been shooting out of his mind. Jason Kidd, that's really competent, which I'm surprised about. Ray Felton's played well. And so the Knicks are looking like a pretty good team. Very well could be the second-best team in the conference. All right, you have the Boston Celtics, though, second-best in the East. Yeah, they I, have not really shown. Yeah, losing their star point guard yeah. out for you know years and years to come. Yeah, yeah, I was wrong with that. But they are playing better now without Rondo. Figure that. That is true. Are you surprised they are? Um, you know when you think about it, if you think about it, like initially, I thought this team's done. They should blow it up. But it, it's not that crazy. The thing with Rondo is when he's on. He is unbelievable. But when he's off, when it's just like, you know, he knows that nobody's really watching, as Bill Simmons calls him, when it's basic cable, Rondo, he just tries to excite himself. And the most frustrating thing with him, he'll go for a layup, but then he'll just throw it away for no reason, just to pad up his assist numbers. So, I mean, I'm not that surprised that the um, the Celtics are playing really well without him. Because when he, if you look at it, it's not that crazy. They're sharing the ball more. Everyone's around them playing pretty well. And they're uh, doing, Doc, as always, Doc Rivers is a hell of a coach. So, you know, once you put some thought to it, 
you know, it's not that crazy. All right. Uh, and then another surprising thing before you stop enough NBA talk that's coming out of my ears is that uh, you have the Los Angeles Lakers number two in the West. And if the playoffs were to start officially now, they, I think, would not be in the playoffs. As the experiment, and first of all, shout out to uh, Jerry, late great Jerry Buss, passed away this Rest week. in peace. A uh, phenomenal owner. But if the playoffs were to end now, they'd be the ninth seed yeah. on the outside looking in. Very Kyle Busch-esque. Yeah, very much so. And, you, and I think everyone is surprised, but what is it about the Lakers that hasn't worked? Um, well, pretty much everything. I mean, they, they have not fit together at all. They, uh, you know, you thought maybe you have all the pick-and-roll options with Nash doing it with Gasol and Howard, but Gasol and Howard, they've been a really poor fit. Howard, you know, he's still as material as ever. Steve Nash can't stop anybody if his life depended on it, and we kind of knew that, but he's been an absolute disaster on defense. Kobe Bryant just got weird this year with his Twitter going all bizarro. So if they dump Mike Brown too early, I still believe that. Mike D'Antoni was an awful fit. And you know what? He's sticking too hard to his system and to make something work that that's not going to work. I mean, bar something surprising, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I love what Houston's done this year. I think they've been fun to watch, exciting. And I don't think the Lakers, because every time they have like a good put together some good games, they just boom throw up all over themselves. So I, the Lakers, I am not buying that. How about the Spurs? Spurs? They killed the Clippers last they night. They did. And they're number one in the West. A 44-12, and 12, they're the lead best record. And you had them third in the prediction. You should have had them first. How is it that they're able to stay good? Uh, well, actually, I, well, even though I did have the Spurs third, I did have them actually getting to the finals, I believe. And, but, uh, you know, the Spurs... Here's the great thing about this first. Greg Popovich, you remember he got all that crap for not playing uh, Garnett, Schnobley early in the Duncan. year. But Duncan, he, as well. And what did I say? Garnett. Uh, rumored to I, go to the Clippers. Yeah, didn't happen. But uh, what a very good move, I think, for all parties. Yeah. But, um, you know, the Spurs. Tim Duncan's been phenomenal this year. He has been awesome. And it shows that Greg Popovich, he's resting him. He's not playing him hard when he doesn't have to. Tony Parker's still an excellent point guard. You got Ginobili off the bench. You got some talented young guys as well. I am a huge Kawhi Leonard fan. Danny Green's been very good as well. He was on Team Chef. He was. And the Spurs, you know, they're a very good team. They're going to be a very tough out this uh, this postseason yet again. All right, and uh, final story for basketball. Interesting enough, uh, this is uh, sort of an anniversary, but uh, it was in 2013, so 12, 11, 9, so three years ago, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Kravitz of the Indy Star yes. wrote that the Pacers, who are doing relatively well in the NBA this year, first in their division, uh, they, they said, he wrote a column saying, uh, Pacers too white. And they got Tyler Hansrow and a lineup that included Mike Dunleavy, Troy Murphy, Joshua Roberts, Travis Diener, and Jeff Foster. Yeah. And you look at the Pacers now, and I don't think they can't. When was their run? 2009. 2009. And I think Mike Dunleavy is the only one of these guys remaining on this team. Or Tyler Hansrow. Yeah, Tyler Hansrow. From that core. And yeah. so it's from the criticism of being too white. Now look at the Pacers now. Are they a team that can make? They definitely can make some noise. You know, they beat the Heat multiple times. I, I absolutely. I think. I think they they push the they push the Heat game all they can handle last year in the uh, conference semifinals. I think that the Pacers, even though I think the Knicks could be the second best team, I think the Pacers are the second best team. I think they play great defense, exciting style basketball. Frank Vogel has been a great coach. Even without uh, Danny Granger. Even without Danny Granger, because Paul George has been awesome this year. And now you add Danny Granger, that's a team that, let's do it, Frank. Nobody's going to be the Heat this year. I am firmly confident. You know, the way the LeBron James is playing, without the shot, nobody's going to beat them. I'm sorry. In the East or just straight up in the NBA? The NBA, I think that's, you know, you'll get a little more of a fight from the West because you get, like, you know, OKC, San Antonio next. But nobody's going to beat them. But the Indiana, really good team. Very good team. And who knows? Maybe they can play Miami again, sneak, out, sneak away some games. 
I doubt it. That could happen. It could happen. All right, uh, let's go to the NCAA college basketball, but uh, notably, NCAA fired the VP of uh, enforcement after the old Miami debacle, which we had our good friend Dan Lemitard on the show for. Is it bad when the governing body, it is very bad when the governing body of all college sports yes. has to fire someone for messing up the facts? And, and ironically, Miami was busted last week. Yeah. The baseball team was checked for uh, HGH. Yes. So what is more surprising, that Miami has sort of gotten away with this, or... Gotten away with what? Well, it's like, you know, what they've... The football thing, knocking the... I guess knocking oh, the death penalty okay. as soon as well, critics would like. I guess. Or at the NCAA, a, you know, staple of honesty... No. ...is uh, slowly on the demise. Uh, well, the NCAA, this whole investigation was a total, complete, and utter joke. Completely embarrassing for the league for that they completely have bungled this. And I thought it was so ironic when they said that Miami had no institutional control. With a, and I think it's very fair you can say the same exact thing about the NCAA. So, I mean, Miami definitely did. Oh, there were definitely things wrong. But it really looked like the NCAA was definitely out to get them, which I think is not really that fair. Just because this investigation just gone so poorly, where at one point they were the NCA was investigating themselves for what they were investigating from Miami, so it really is a mess. I mean, definitely there should be penalties on. I mean, the whole all that. Uh, the guy's name again that bankrolled that whole thing. Shapiro. Yeah, Nevin Shapiro. That's a great name. Your boy Shapiro. He, he is. Not my fault. Well, actually, I'm sure when he had his nice little run, I'm sure he must have been a cool guy to hang around. But, you know, it's just a joke. I mean, the FCA losing credibility left or right. It's really, it's getting to be a problem. Yeah, well, yeah, it's not very good. If, um, if I have a VP of enforcement. Yep. Because now, you, because now when you look at this, you have to think of all the things that they have busted teams for, Syracuse, Penn State, just in recent times. Did they mess those up? And that's a huge fire sale of what could go wrong. That is not good, though. Maybe AEU's on the rise of uh, the next big scandal. Yep. No idea. I highly doubt it. But anyway, speaking of Miami, their college basketball team is number two in the country. Face Wake Forest tomorrow. But this is a team that I think is still undefeated in ACC play. Has warded off big teams like Duke, NC State, great games. That didn't one didn't go down the wire. One did go down to the wire. Mm-hmm. They've run amok through a conference that was supposed to be pretty dominant this year by NC State, which I think was preseason number six. But Jim, uh, Jim Laranega, yeah, George Mason's own, has really Absolutely. turned this program. Either they turn this program around, or they like the clums in them a few years and they went undefeated, and then they're they're just waiting. Or they like the St. Joe's. You know, they're a good team that's too good to be true. Not a lot of notable guys, and not a lot of guys I don't think will play well in the NBA. But I, so. I couldn't even name you one guy on that team. I, I wanted to say Booker, but he was a guy from Clemson. Yeah. But a team, a team hanging under the radar. Are they, is it bad they're under the radar for a number two team in the country? Uh, I don't know if they're still under the radar. They did dismantle Miami. They dismantled North Carolina. They look great. North Carolina's awful, though. Well, yeah, but it's still, you know, blow, they completely blew the doors off of them. They've uh, got undefeated in conference, which is in the ACC. I mean, it's not the best ACC, still very, very impressive. And got a good escape point against Virginia on uh, Tuesday night. Tuesday, Tuesday night. Wednesday. When that was? Oh, that was Wednesday. My apologies. And um, yeah, well, I think that uh, you know Miami's a really good team. <laughs> Excuse me, Bucks and they've been a really under, uh, really a program that I thought, you know, would never really rise up. Because, I mean, they should be good, but, you know, they've got to think the football program, which has been very inconsistent, spending a lot of money to get the football program. And nobody nobody cared about Miami basketball before this year. But you know what? Jim Leonard is a heck of a coach, getting some good players. Didn't Reggie Johnson spend there for a few years? They got Larkin, the point guard, who's been great. Larkin. This is, a te- this is a team that I think could go deep and could be a championship team. Call me crazy. Call me maybe. But it just may happen. All right, look at the remainder of their schedule. They do play at Cameron on March 2nd. Yeah, that will be interesting. That could be a loss. That could still, be a loss. You could still hang around. And they're looking for, uh, you know, a little payback. You think they hold out? I don't think if they win out, though, could they be a one seed? Absolutely. I think right now they're a one seed. I really think they are. I think, 
Actually, who would be your four one seeds? Because this has been crazy in college basketball. Michigan State is number four in the country. Yep. They have come out of nowhere because I remember when they lost to UConn on a battleship in yeah. Germany. Yeah. Andy Katz was saying it was be a down year. Is yeah. trying to get uh, I think it's Stuart Apple or Apple Appleby or Appling. Stuart Appling Applebee's great restaurant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so where uh, Ricky Bobby's dad got thrown out. That is very true. But right mention comes to the head. Game, Andy Katz of ESPN was saying that hey, this is be a down year. Mike Izzo, or Tom Izzo, Mike Izzo is my nephew. Yes. Pulling the Logan. Exactly. Tom Izzo has always found a way to turn his team around. So the pretty, well, now it's a wide open Big Ten. Because yeah. Minnesota was as high as number nine. Yeah. Now they're unranked. Indiana's still number one. The first number one since the 90s to lose and still attain their number one spot. You know, they have now stayed up there. Uh, Wisconsin, I think Wisconsin's right now, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State. They're all hanging up there, and I'm surprised Michigan State is number four. I've said on the, I've said on this show before, whoever wins that tournament is going to be a one seed. Who would your one seed be as of now? I would say, and I feel like this is probably consensus, uh, but definitely whoever wins the ACC, yeah. whether it's Duke or Miami. Yeah. Whoever wins the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins the Big East, because... I don't know about that. Well, Syracuse. Uh, the Syracuse have lost a bunch of games of late. Um, I'm not feeling. I'm not no Syracuse, no Louisville. I, yeah, I don't think there'll be a Big East one, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately. My ones right now would be wouldn't be the Big Twelve, that's for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, TCU, no. Um, Indiana, um, Miami. I'm gonna throw out Gonzaga. The Zag, my Zag, baby. I'm throw out Gonzaga. And for a fourth team, wow! Um, say Florida if they win the SEC. I can see four. I can see it being Florida. I mean, they should win the SEC. The SEC did. With, I mean, Kansas, Kentucky wasn't even as good, but uh, that good. But Kentucky now is completely falling off. Missouri is completely all over the place. And so, I mean, I'm for me, uh, it's either Duke, Kansas, or Florida. I am uh I'm not certain. Uh I think it's close. If I had to throw one out there. You got Duke, Michigan, you know, the Q's. You know what? You know what? I'll make it Florida. Oh yeah, Saxon, they up there. They play actually Syracuse tomorrow. It'll be a they great do. game. Absolutely. They actually come down and play in the Verizon Center in March. Yes. We'll be scalping for tickets on that one. Yes, we will. Uh I could see well if Michigan State or Indiana win the Big Ten, one of those two. I'm not buying Miami. I don't know. Really? I don't think they're a, I don't think one seed. If they're a one seed, if they'd be a one seed, they're like when St. Joe's is a one seed. You know, a team that was just... Are you comparing them to St. Joe's? They're, they're a team on them. They're running through the ACC. That's different than running through the A-10. The ACC is like Georgia Tech. So? The A-10 is and like... Virginia, Georgia Tech. Bonaventure. I think Boston, that's a good team last year. They were. Good Nicholson is doing great in the NBA. He is. He is. Uh, Florida. Florida's a must. And, you know, I was saying, my, I said at the beginning of the show on College Basketball Tip Topic, after the Gonzaga won the Old Spice Classic, yeah. back in Thanksgiving, that this team was going to make the Final Four. I could see that happening. That's fantastic. I'm so glad they're number third. Yeah. And I thought, that's, the, that's where we're taking to our commercial break. When we come back is our NASCAR preview. Yes. Oh, uh, Flo and I compete in the combine. Once again, stay with us. This is uh, Snack Radio on blogtalkradio.com.
And welcome back here to Fnatic Radio, blogtalkradio.com, such by Oddwall, and the radio program, Cocktail and Gamble. Apologize for the lack of audio clips, as once again, we are still going old school off the iPhone. Oh, yes. And hopefully we'll get back to that ASAP, especially when we go on the road for uh, future great things coming up. Yeah. Well, where are we going to go on the road? We can go to the Verizon Center when you have the tournament rolls around. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. We could do it live from Bender Arena. Yes. We could do, I don't know, go to the Combine, which we will soon as it starts this weekend. That's already started. Yeah. I love the Combine. This is one of my favorite events really? in all of sports. That and the, uh, that, the uh, Speed Weeks for Daytona, yeah, uh, which, I'm, which I'm plugging because it's coming up soon. Yeah. Um, what else? Yeah, that and the home run, that and the home run derby, you know that kind of stuff. Okay. Always love the uh, these these kind of events because the NBA doesn't really have a good combine, but uh, if, you know, football you could do a great extensive coverage of the NFL Network. Uh, shout out to my boy Warren Sapp, future inductee yeah. of the <laughs> Hall of Fame, and uh, the event you know you combined, it's it's sort of like. It's sort of like the Olympics in a way, which is okay. one of my favorite events. It, you know, it provides, you know, it, uh, I guess, provides speed, agility, strength, quickness. I guess it's the same as agility. Uh, guys jumping at verticals, reaches, the 40-yard dash. What are some of the things you love with the combines? Um, I always like the weight room stuff because I feel like the weight room stuff is a... Uh, it's epic. It's like freaking, you know, pretty, like, like, it's like, pretty, like the movie Pumping Iron with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. You have these you know, 300 pound men just Absolutely. pulling like 30 reps. Yeah, they're just going nuts. Because like, apparently, it's not it's it's not how much weight you put on; it's the set weight and how many times yeah, you do it. Exactly. Which I love about that, which is how I base my workout my workouts off. Sure, I've seen you do it. You saw me do it the other night. It was great. It was, uh, fantastic. Could have done more on that. Absolutely. But um, you did your mock draft on bflow360.com. What of many? How many are you plan on doing? How many did you do last year? Like 20? Uh, I don't know. I usually start... Well, last year I started, like, I think it might have been late December. I went all the way right to the draft. Because, you know, I don't know. I got no thoughts going on. So I did... Uh, I got pretty blown up last year with all the trades. It did. It went. And you did get that. I was, I was live blocking it, and it was awesome. It was so great. Just going ham. All right, who's... Uh, so we'll pull that up quickly on, on BFO360. You had uh, the great quarterback classes this year. Yes. Uh, and Luck, Griffin, Russell Wilson. Yeah. Not Russell Westbrook. Not Russell Westbrook. Who, uh, Unfortunately. Awesome in the new Jordan commercial. Have you seen that? I have. The 28th where he's wearing what looks like a stained glass window for a shirt. Yes. Fantastic. I want to buy that. As much as I want to invest in a new Warriors jersey. I plugged last week. But, um... You have two straight linemen going for these top two picks. Yep, I've got uh, Luke Jokel going number one. For all my prior mocks, I've had Geno Smith going first over. Now, I think because I really – nobody knows what Chip Kelly's going to do with Nick Foles. Nobody's really going to know what Chip Kelly's going to do anyways. With them re-signing Michael Vick, bringing in Dennis Dixon, I think they're going to trade Foles, especially if they can get a good deal for him. And the Chiefs, you know, Andy Reid likes Nick Foles. Nick Foles played well when he was given time last year. So I really think the Chiefs are going to make a move because, I mean, I like Geno Smith. I don't know if I'd take him number one overall. He's definitely not the first overall player in the draft. And usually that's not uh, – You a lot of times quarterbacks are, but they're, uh, you know, taking higher. But you got Brandon Albert, left tackle. He's been pretty good, pretty good, not great. Now Luke Jokel looks like a franchise – Stolen left tuck, you put there for 15 years, and with falls as well. And uh, I think I think right now I'm leaning towards Jokel. Yeah, I mean definitely when you pick a guy that is blocked for a Heisman Trophy winner, Johnny Manziel, a guy who ran like his chicken with his head cut off during the season. So you have to have good endurance to run sort of a spread offense, much like anyone detesting for Oregon. A guy from Utah, you pick at number two. Yep. Uh, Star Low Tulevi. Didn't really have the most ferocious defense in the country. Yeah, but he's a boss, and he's just do- a dominant defensive lineman. In Jacksonville, they need talent pretty much anywhere, particularly on the defensive line. So I think Lotulele will be a uh, good fit for him. You have my boy Bjorn Warner. Yeah. Interesting story about him, by the way, at number five at Detroit. Yep. Uh, he's from Germany. 
he originally wanted to come over and play, I think he was play soccer or basketball. Where? And was convinced to play football, and then he was a, uh, you know, all-American defensive end for the Seminoles, the Knowles, as my boy uh, Brent Musburger would yep. say. But um, who do you see as, because I'm guessing you pretty much know all these guys, not personally, of course, but uh, you could personally. I have yeah. no idea. It could be the Mel Kuyper right in front of me. Yeah, but um, who's the guy that will shine in the combine? Especially from the, like, the big, you know, flashy positions. Yeah. Especially Robert Griffin. Yeah. was fantastic. Uh, my boy, uh, Donatus Poe, DeAndre Poe, whatever his name is. Don Cherry Poe. Yes, broke the record for the most reps. Yeah, that was pretty nuts. And uh, he ended up going first round with the Chiefs. But who's the guy you could see really just, you know, breaking the vertical jump? I think a guy that... Chris Johnson's record or whoever the fastest 40 times. I think a guy that's going to blow up Leon the Leon Castle. Yeah, Leon Castle. But the guy I think is going to blow up the combine. And he had a great senior ball. Defensive end from BYU, Ezekiel Ansah. He's only been playing football for a couple years, but he is an athletic freak. He came here, I think he Toronto was going to play uh, uh, track or something like that with the BYU. Only played football for a couple years, but he is a beast. He's just like, he's similar to Jason Pierre-Paul, a big guy, long arms, and it's an athletic freak. I'm really expecting him to go completely ham, as the kids these days say, at the combine. I really think that he is. Uh, I really think he's going to go nuts. Ghana native came here from Africa only a few years ago. So, fascinating story, very raw, but I think he's going to go nuts in a good way. Yeah. Uh, well, he currently has a, a 10.91 hundred meters. Could only imagine what his um, 40 time is. Oh yeah. Which is uh, great because our good friend uh, Tyler Samaya mentioned that if you send in your, if you film yourself running the uh, 40 and send it in on YouTube, uh, apparently they show it on the SL Network. Uh, that's what he said. Good, which of course means that we shall try it. I want to do this. I want to do a combine. Let's do the events. What, what does one have to do? You're, you're not going to do a okay. What does one have to do to do a combine? Let's take a look at workouts. Uh, NFL.com's extensive coverage of the combine. So we can definitely bounce around for next events while this is loading up. Sure. This is fantastic. Uh, so as far as we're not live in Indy for this. Oh, what a shame. I'm sorry. All right, here we go. Let's see if Ben Florence and Mal Gardner could do the combine. I'm, I'm going to tell you I probably can't. I'm just going to throw that out there. All right, I'm like, I'm... It's not that we just can't do the combine. It's not a matter, it's not a matter we can't do the combine. It's can we do it just. Yeah, you know, we have to do it well. Yeah. But uh, the 40-yard dash is the first event. Are you a good runner? No. Not really the best runner either. I ran the 400 in elementary school. Fifth grade was the last time I ever ran track. Really? I did uh, some cross, not cross country, never made it to a meet. So basically, my, basically play, after playing basketball, oh. the basketball season ended, yeah. those that played football went to track. And then you had to qualify for meets. Never qualified for a single meet. Never competed in a high school, collegiate, whatever meet. Unlike the field hockey girls we had on the show a couple months ago that did at Navy, kudos to them. Yes. So we might, that's a place we might actually struggle a little. I think we have to compare ourselves to linemen. Mm. We're not really shooting for. Yeah. Uh, not really shooting for um, wide receiver speed. That's true. The next one is the bench press. Yeah. When's the last time you lifted weights? Uh, what do you mean? You mean just like well, like uh, it's been a while. A little bit I guess like a bench. Not a big weightlifting guy. I can't bench. Uh, my arms are pretty weak. All right, so, so yeah, the max of the NFL combine is 225. Yeah. That is insane. Almost, that's, not, that's about one and a half of me. That is a little about, well, more than one and a half, a little less than one and a half me in total. <laughs> okay, so, so that that yeah. might be, that might be, yeah, that's not good. That might be iffy. <laughs> Vertical jump. Yeah. All right, uh, can we do that? Oh. I, had a, I had a vertical jump, I think, of like 24 inches at the peak, my peak in high school. Back in your prime. Back in my prime. Granted, the freshman 15 has not caught up to me, but um, not yet. It's because I, I have not squatted since high school. Yeah. Just doing the bench squat, so <laughs> that could be a trouble. The broad jump, this is something that you could strive at. You still have to imagine that you're jumping over like a pit of lava, is uh, how I've been told for those that have done the intramural combine. Okay. It clearly is an event. Uh, three-cone drill, that is the, uh, that and the shuttle run, mm. I think are the two 
insane. Yeah. How big? How much is your agility? How good is your agility? Uh, yeah, it's it's non-existent. It's uh, yeah, it's not there. If you're an offensive lineman and you want to make a lot of money in the NFL. Yeah, if you do want to make a lot of money, you have to do a lot. Of, yeah, so. Well, of course, I guess the uh, performers are going on. But anyway, that's that. So we will do this. We'll keep you updated on uh, oh, yeah. Flo's blog on the Facebook page. I'm very much looking forward to it. We're trying to aim not for Chris Johnson's uh, 4.24 time, which uh, <laughs> is just amazing. How unbelievable he could do that. But take a look at um, last year's results. Let's see. What what time are we shooting for? What's it, wait, who's a good O lineman? I don't know. Uh, that we could find. All right, here we go. All right, the fastest time for an uh, O-lineman. We'll get that shortly, but uh, we can do that. As long as we can beat, you know, Jake Long's time. A 4.94, basically five seconds. Yeah. Uh, 4.99 was a Matt Khalil, and he's a, you know, a fairly good lineman. Yeah, we could do that. Five and a half seconds is our time. All right? We're going to aim for about 5.3. Because that gets you that gets you medium teams in the combine. So we'll keep you posted on that. I want I want to do this. I want to go fully invest in that. I know. You can be Tommy. You can be my motivation. You can be my Herm Edwards. I can be your Herm Edwards. I can do that. All right. But uh, the time for now for our very exciting uh, event. Not Toots from Flow. All that is coming up later. Although it won't give you the theme song. Sorry for this episode. But uh, it's, it's A2500 is Sunday. And already yeah, news has been made as Danica Patrick became the first female to take the poll. Yes. Are you surprised by that? Because you said last week that um, Michael Waltrip said pretty much. No, well, he didn't say that last week. You said that like years ago. Well, I mean, like you said on the show, you yeah. quoted him. Yeah. Saying that a trained monkey could pretty much make the day 25 or qualify the day 25. Yeah, I mean, restricted break qualifying is mostly due to your car. He's got good, he's got good equipment. equipment. Because, I mean, when you're driving, you're running wide open. You're on the gas the whole way. So, really, it's not as much the driver. It's the, you know, it's the team. Or it's not the team, the car itself. Unlike other tracks where it's, you know, the driver plays a big role. You know, the, she was one of the fastest cars when the, the single car practice. Yeah, you, you, did, you did say on Friday... Saturday night, actually. Well, Friday when we did the show. Yeah. Richard Childress. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Said that she was one of the people that could contend for the poll. No, well, I said that. Did I say that? Because I could have sworn I said that Saturday night in the after the uh, 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 Sprint Unlimited pre uh, post game press conference. That's why I said I thought I came up. But anyway. Uh, they really thought Danica. I mean, she's had some success before in the cup, uh, on the uh, play tracks. Great equipment, Hendrick powered equipment for uh, Stuart House Racing. And her team both finished uh, in the top five as well. So, am I extremely surprised? I'm really not. I'm not gonna lie. Are you surprised that Kevin Harvick has now won two of the three events so far and is probably the heavy favorite to win the 500. Uh, well, I don't know if he's really the heavy favorite to win the 500. Yeah, he did win the sprint. I love it, but that's a different car. Just throwing that out there. I mean, yeah, he's a great play racer. He's won a bunch of play races. He's won, he's won the 500 before in, uh, what, 07? When he uh, just passed Mark Martin at the line. So uh, I think he may be the favorite. Uh, but I don't know. Uh I am. Uh, I'm actually not gonna pick him to win it. Uh, win the 500. Actually, who do you think's gonna win? Uh, the guy I go in, I go to pick is, and this is actually different than who I picked. Uh, when we were going to tape Sports Zone, which was a fail. Yeah. But the guy. Uh, the guy I'm going to pick. Daytona 500 is. Wait for it. Wait for it. Very worth it. Ryan Newman. Really? I am going to say Ryan Newman wins the 500. The, uh, the Throwing it out there, I, he's got a fast car, he's got great teammates, he's respected in the draft. I'm feeling, you know what? I'm throwing out the limb, and honestly, it's one of the first names that came to mind. It was, uh, Ryan Newman, I think, is going to win. I could see that. Uh, I said on Tuesday that um, your boy Casey Kane was going to win it mm. because as much as I want my dad, I want Jeff Gordon to win. 
Which he did qualify second, I might add. So that's already a good omen. But then again, he could also evidently crash. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you can make the case of the Gibbs guys. You know, Rowdy Bush, who's competing in the Truck Series race tonight. Um, if Tony Stewart wins, and whoever, if a Cup guy wins the nationwide race on Saturday, that could be a good choice. I like either Casey Kane or Kevin Harvick. I want a Chevy to win. That's the first thing gotcha. I want. Got to have a Chevy to win. Have to keep that prestige. Is Matt Kenseth winning last year? I don't think. I don't think a Chevy has won it uh, since Harvick. I believe so because. Or oh, Jamie McMurray was the yeah, last Chevy Jamie Mac was the last Chevy to win it. And that has been some time. It's what 2010. Yeah, it's exactly. Years. So he's got the bow ties back in victory lane. Absolutely. Let's change it now to my next topic. Because our good friends at USA Today Sports did a full spread on the Generation Six. And looking through the uh, capsule of time, this is actually NASCAR finally got it right with this one, didn't they? I I really think they do. It is a beautiful race car. It is. And you know what? It's crazy, but it actually looks like a real car. How about that? How about that? No kidding. Apparently the bumpers uh, do not line up as well. So that would be awesome. That's where you can get that bump and run, especially at the Absolutely. God, I love that. Fantastic. Gardner really set NASCAR back. Years, didn't it? Well, I don't know if it's back here. They really wanted to well, go safety, for the safety. Yeah. And that definitely was out. But, I mean, it wasn't great, and the racing wasn't that great, especially last year when the play races were dominated by the uh, tandem racing, which was dreadful. But I really think this car, awesome-looking car, and I really think it's going to be, could be, could be a great year. NASCAR with this car. One of the unique things I like about it is they have the driver's name of the windshield. I like that, too. It's a little cosmetic detail they added along with the maybe all the stickers that make it look like actual cars. But I think it's good, especially for the new fans, striving to find fans or trying to find a favorite driver. Because, yeah. granted, if you didn't know if you didn't know their number or whatnot, you're not really smart. But um, you can look at their name and be like, ah, name their number. By the way, can I change... My pick for the 500 now, I'm going to be that guy. Honestly, when on Tuesday I picked Brad Keselowski, I just said Ryan Newman because, honestly, I was blanking. I think this could be the first year that Tony Stewart wins it. Yeah, I did. I'm feeling Tony Stewart. I, am, I, I know I just changed. Do you think someone from Stewart Haas is going to win? I, I don't see Smoke winning yet. I mean, I hope he doesn't because I feel like this is the one race I don't want him to win. Really? Why is that? I don't know. Seen, that's a Dale Earnhardt too many times. Yeah, I think Dale Waltrip 17 tries. It did. This could be and he did the, the great dance. Love that dance. That right. Bites his helmet interview by Mike Joy. The great Mike Joy. I could see Tony Stewart win. Rip. Not ripped. Yeah, I, I, so, uh, I, 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 we love Mike Joy. Love Mike could Joy. be on the call tomorrow. Can't wait. On Sunday, I should say. Exactly. You mentioned the Bud Shootout is going to be prime time. Or not Bud Shootout, the uh, Bud Duel is going to be yeah, prime time. Next week. That's uh, smart moves. Well, yeah, you know, I, I guess ratings wise. I guess ratings wise, but I do like the uh, I do like the afternoon races. I mean, it'll be great because it'll be a channel we actually will get next year. And you never know because Speed's going to be no longer next year because it's going to be the uh, new Fox Sports Cable Channel, Fox Sports One. We'll still have all the old NASCAR. Um, so what's it going to merge with? It's not merging with anything. They're just re re re. Uh, re- revamping it and making it their new cable channel. But anyways, that's irrelevant. But, I, you know, I kind of like it. The night race is great. But I always kind of like having this uh, Thursday afternoon race as well. So, I don't know. I'm up, I'm back and forth with it. That is true. I want my, going back to the cars, by the way, my favorite one, i got to say, is the eight, car from the 80s. I watched that yes. documentary. The 30 did, and that was very, very good. I'm very happy that NASCAR did that. I had no idea, first of all, who he was. Yeah. Uh, he was the original driver of the 25, by the way. He was. Which turned into, and this is, forgive me, please correct me if I'm wrong. It went from him, of course, I don't know who it went to after. Um, Schrader? Possibly. But that was a, 86 was a, a Hendrick team of him and Jeff Bodine. Yes. And that's when Hendrick originally got started. Yeah. That's they celebrated their last year. But it was it was twenty five slowly progressed it through Schrader and then I think Ricky Craven took it over in the nineties and then it that's when they finished one two three the Daytona five hundred. I'd love if they did that again. Yeah, and then it went to um, Joe Hemacek. 
Nemechek, Gary Nadu. I think it was Nadu before Nemechek. Possibly. Was that? Yeah, that's what I, I think. To then go to Brian Vickers, to Casey Mears. And then, and then it morphed into the 88. Yes, it did. Now it's Dale Jr.'s car, there which is hilarious. Let's do it. Once again, fans, um, you can go to iTunes to check out the podcast, listen to Flo and I's Wacky Antics. Stay updated once again on Vivo 360 for Flo's drafts, mocks. Yes. Mock drafts. And uh, my update on my combine is how it's going to go. And eventually those videos will be posted on YouTube yes. if we manage to get to the gym where no one's watching. That'll never happen. Well, at least a 40-yard dash. Yeah. Or maybe there's a time when no one's in the gym, because I want to do it. I want to do the 30 cones. We'll do it on Reeves Field in the cold. I'll dress up in that flamboyant orange shirt. I'll order it from East Bay. It'll be great. That's exciting. But um, big notables, Generation 6, what are the headlines you're looking forward to? Oh. Annika's, Annika's squaring off against her boyfriend for a yeah. year. Travis Pastrana competing full-time in that and nationwide. Yep. Um, I really think fewer commercials. Yeah, that's what they're feeling. Uh, fewer commercials because they'll have more of the uh, side-by-side action, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> I really think the whole Danica Pashbrini Stanhouse story is just so bizarre for NASCAR because not only do we have very few women in NASCAR, but we've never had, you know, competitors you know, being in a relationship. You were actually really, you don't see that in sports at all. So what's well, Candace really Parker married Sheldon Williams. Yeah, but they're not going against each other. Exactly. I mean, I don't even know how good Sheldon Williams would be in the WF. Yeah, it's pretty average. You're out. But, uh, yeah, so I really think that whole thing, especially because they're going against each other for looking here, I really think it's just so, just so bizarre. It's something we don't see in sports at all. I really think it's wild. Yeah. Uh, do you think Brad Keselowski will defend his title? Uh, what are his chances in defending his title? With a new engine. Yep. With a new, uh, new teammate. New manufacturer, new teammate, Joey Logano, back from the uh, 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 A.J. Almodinger, Sam Hornish consortium last year. Um, I definitely think he's got a good chance. I'm not picking him to win the title. But I do think he's got a very good chance, you know, working out with the rap, basically, you know, getting suddenly recorded to the Roush teams. Petsky, you know, well, basically once you get that first title, now you're, the monkey's off your back. And so now you can just run, you know, you know, I've already got a ring, so we're not a ring. I, I already got the title, so I can do whatever the hell I want. And I really think that, you know, he can absolutely win it. I don't think he'll win it this year, though. But I do think he will be in the mix. I'm interested to see how this, I guess, what team and or, or like, driver dominates this new car. Because as of now, it's pretty much all Chevy. Yeah. Which is interesting. Uh, but of course, then again, it's only been to one track. I think it's going to be Pontiac. Well, the defunct Pontiac. Yes. That Hummer, Saturn. The grave those manufacturers came back. Yes. But um, Pontiac back in that. I'm interested to see what teams dominated because when the Car of the Mall came out, it was essentially Hendrick Motorsports. Yeah. Kyle Busch won the very first. Uh, it, it was great. That post-race interview was like, yeah, this car sucks. We bashed it. We're shooting a warning shot for NASCAR is that they didn't listen, which is very interesting. But they dominated. And then the next year, Joe Gibbs dominated when Toyota came to NASCAR. So I could see Stuart Haas doing very well with this new car because if, if it says it's supposed to level the playing field, of course, guys like David Reagan and Jeff Burton say no because the best will still bubble up to the top. Of course. But... Out of those good teams, what drivers are going to dominate? Will it be Tony Stewart? Will Danica Patrick actually run well? Will Carl Edwards do well this year? Yeah. Will this car be heavy towards fuel mileage, or will it not? Uh, so I'm interested to see what teams... Will this make guys like Jeff Burton good again? Yes. Will it resurrect his career? Will it make Jeff Gordon good again? Don't, don't hate on Jeff Burton. I, I, I like Jeff Burton. I've seen him win a race. Virginia Lynch. His son is on the pole of the truck race, or his, brother, his nephew, Jedward. Oh, he's on the pole. Good catch on that. I mean, uh, just no, he is? Is he? You said he was. No, I said he won the, uh, had the fastest car in practice. I don't know who's on the pole. I'm going to look that up right now. Who's taking it on the pole? Uh, yeah. Speaking of that, that's not even looking for NASCAR. And trucks in Eldora. Yeah. That's going to be a disaster. What do you think it's going to be? Yeah, it's going to be a disaster. I squeal and I said that too, because, you know, 
Because we'll be listening. We'll be racing on slicks. Uh, I don't know what they'll be racing. That's yet. exactly. I mean, but I saw the test. I think it was Tony Stewart tested the car like five. You know, I mean, it was a little slippery, of course, but I don't see why not. Yeah, because there's no. I mean, you know, it's uh, uh Brennan Newberry's on the pole. Favorite. I don't know who that is. No idea who that is. Who is, who is he running for? Brandon Newberry in the Fight for Life number 14 Chevy. Who, who is that? We need to look at this. Who is that? Uh, oh. They a sponsor of us. Oh, my God. Who is this guy? Okay. We need to find this. But exactly. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking for a nationwide coming to Mid-Ohio because there would be a really high percentage. I'm an intern at okay. Mid-Ohio when that's going down. How about that? But uh, this is just great. Watching videos right now of the freaking truck test at Eldora. He's on slicks. Tony Stewart is on slicks. I'm going to post this to the Facebook page. You should almost tweet this at you. Come on. I've seen now. That's the video I'm talking about. That looks awesome. Look at this guy. Imagine, okay, that's just one guy. I don't with, know who this Newberry guy is, by the way. This is... Mayberry, though. This is one guy who is one of the best dirt racers... You know, one of the best race car drivers of the modern era. What is it going to be when you put, you know... Come on, that's awesome. Jason White and... Don't hate on Jason White. I'm not White. hating on Jason White. I'm just saying he's never done this before. You never know. You can have, like, trucks going sideways. That would be awesome. It's going to be a wreck. No, don't tell me that isn't great. I'm not going to say it's not going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. Look at that. That's it's so gonna cool. be, I think it's going to be a disaster. I think it's going to be caution. Oh, look at that. That's so great. It's going full sideways in a truck. Uh, that is one thing I'm very looking for, excited for. I want to see Travis Pastrana do well. I think it's a guy, because this is huge. If he does well, yeah, it sets the trend for uh, a, a league striving to get a demographic, which he appeals to. So if he does well, of course, if he does bad at Roush Racing, he's NASCAR careers is done. He'll be like Scott Feeder, <laughs> you know, the garbage teams. But um, interested to see how he does. I'd like to see Nelson PK do well, mm. because I feel like if he gets the Sprint Cup, and competes and does well. They tells you they taps into your international, your international uh, demographic. But uh, yes, Chuck Eldora, Nationwide Mid Ohio, non NASCAR guys doing well. Yeah, I'd like to see Danica Patrick not win a race. I mean, it'd be amazing if she won a race. But I'd like to see her do well. Yeah, it'd be amazing if she made the chase. That would be insane. I, think my, I, think I would be explode. incredibly shocked. Where yeah. did you still finish? The twenties. I have her at twenty fifth. I think I think that's reasonable. And that may be a little high. I think possibly 20, 20, 25 to 30. If she's in the top 20, that should be great. But well, the average, like, I mean, because then you get down to the starting part, guys. That is true. And I don't and I think... I think, think 25 is reasonable. That is reasonable. But at the end of the show, sorry enough, we see columns for today. Hopefully we can get the technical issues fixed. It is uh, time for our critically acclaimed segment, Tweets from Flow. We go to his blog and at Beefle360 to find out what in the world is going on yes. with Ben. I noticed you uh, tweet about Motown. Yes. What, uh, goodness, goodness, the four tops were even more fantastic than I thought. Did so many classic Motown tunes. Who are the four tops? Four tops, uh, they did some great songs. It's, uh, it's the same old song. Uh, what else did they did? Oh, wow. Because I looked this up last night. Like, they did, uh, how about Baby, I Need Your Lovin'? Baby, I Need Your Lovin'. Uh, they are just legendary. Uh, don't walk away. They are fantastic. Lovely. You know who loves Motown? My mother. My mother loves Motown's great. So does my mom. My mom's a huge old school music fan. So between my Motown, yeah, I know. I was plugging some of those songs that I bought. Bought some, put them on my iPod. It's great. Fantastic. Great stuff. Um, I noticed this thing. You just, I watched this video oh, of yeah. Raptors guys talking about um, Wall A. Yes. And uh, that was just awful. Yeah, the first time I ever heard of Wall A was actually, as I mentioned, was in the, uh, the celebrity team on NBA 2K13. I don't know who he is. Apparently we play one of his songs before AU games because he's from D.C. He's a Prince George's County Zone. Great County. And what happened was, apparently Wally... You've never heard of Wally before that? No. Really? No, I have not. Wally was uh, saying some joking around with Rudy Gay, and Matt Devlin, the second-rate Raptors play-by-play guy, said, oh, that, this guy is... Oh, we're better than he is. Is uh, Yeah, he's real. 
garbage. The only thing he's really known for is uh, singing uh, Living on a Prayer with his color commentator, which actually is a glorious video. You should pull it on YouTube. But the thing is, and he said that, oh, this guy's probably a local rapper. He's no Drake, though, and basically took a shot at him. And then Wally later in the game went toward the broadcast booth and confronted this get, uh, uh, Devlin during the broadcast, and they went to commercial. It was completely and utterly bizarre. How did you find out about that? Because I, I, saw, it, I saw it online. saw it on, uh might have been either Sports Grid or Awful now. A couple of grades. How did he even get up to the booth? Well, I mean, the broadcast booth or NBA games is right near the court, and he would have court side. Oh, right, right. So... Buckhead's and Shamira on your court. They're yeah. up there. Yeah, and this was, you know, this was in D.C. So, and he's friends with Rudy Gay, who's from the D.C. Baltimore area. And he, Rudy Gay went on the, uh, you know, went on the, um, went on Twitter and basically said, yeah, no, he was just joking with me. So, basically making Matt Demo look like a fool, looking like a fool with his pants on the ground. <laughs> Did you just reference that? I did just read Oh, jeez. Great, great. Uh, what's this thing about Jose Canseco? Yeah. I saw this. Uh, hating, on, hating on your boy Bill Nye. Yeah, I don't know what was going on with Jose Canseco. He started tweeting about gravity. Made to make any sense. Like, Kobe, expect, like Kobe's Twitter. Uh, like you expect, uh, you know, Jose Canseco to tweet about gravity. Made no sense. Bill Nye uh, sent an email to the pocket post saying that, yeah, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And then he took a shot saying, like, oh, he hasn't been relevant since the 90s. And then after, like, an hour later, he was like, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I was wrong. And so just complete nonsense. Complete nonsense. Oh, they can say go. So they give a hug for him. I hate Twitter. I mean, I don't use it that much. It's It ruins people. Not you, though. But um, it's just. Yeah, I built this awful segment out of it. It's not awful. It's critically acclaimed. We love it. We love it. Our our wonderful people. And then the last thing I want to know is, uh, we talked about this at lunch, too. I don't want to go into this. Oh, come on. It will take that forever. Stupid thing. Look it up. Colin Coward. It's totally stupid again. I called him out. Again, called me out because he loves Colin Coward, and that's it. All right. The final thing is, what are your thoughts on Rachel Maddow? Coming to uh, AU. Interesting. April 21st. Interesting. Uh, I think uh, definitely at this school she'll get a hearty, hearty reaction. Warm welcome. Very warm welcome. And that's interesting to get big name folks to come to uh, AU. And uh, I think it's uh, interesting stuff because she's got an interesting take and interesting perspective on the uh, political sphere, among others. So there you go. All right. Um, any weekend plans? Uh, no, I don't actually. Not really. All right. Uh, okay. I guess first of all, um, final any shout outs? Uh, give shout outs in a while. I want to give a shout out to our good friend Tyler Demaya. Doing some great rec uh, intramural basketball refing last night. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna shout out to the intramural people, uh, especially the people helping us out tomorrow. Yeah. For our first club game, getting uh, ready, prime, fit, and ready to rumble. As hopefully we'll do well against Georgetown. Win. Uh, one thing uh, to welcome aboard the uh, coaching staff. Yeah, I guess I'm on the coaching staff. You and Isaac Marks join uh, me on the sidelines. I guess, I guess I am. I'm looking forward to that. We will go places. Hopefully uh, Princeton soon because oh. we're going to a one-day tournament up there next week. Oh. Oh. I also want to give a shout-out to uh, you, actually. Oh. One, uh, congrats on your oh. your uh, NASCAR inside line win at uh, Talladega. Oh, well, that was great. I didn't run out of gas in Canada. Bradley Cooper for the uh, I don't know what movie he is in. 
he is in uh, uh, *The Lights Playbook*, which is awesome. Yes, the fantastic, fantastic movie. movie. Great. All right, and um, best uh, best movie. Who do you think it's gonna go to? Best picture. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna go to *Argo*. Really? really? It won the Golden Globe. A lot of times, movies that win the Golden Globe not necessarily go to uh, win the best picture, but I think *Argo* is gonna be your best picture. Are those the only three that are nominated? Those are not the only three. Okay, then I'm gonna say Zero Dark Thirty. Okay. Because. Or Lincoln, one of those two. I mean, because usually historical fiction or historical movies win. You know, you got a uh, Hurt Locker, and then shoot, I'm totally blanking. Well, I guess a Gladiator won it one year, and that yeah. was sort of based on historical stuff. Yeah. So like those movies always win. And so once again, for all of us here on the uh, the Beef Up 360 Network, 